When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I need to be. What is the worst movie sequel ever? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. What's the worst movie sequel ever? I understand that making sequels... The movies seems like, uh, you know, the right thing to do. When a movie is popular, you do another one, right? And we remember all the good sequels, but we're taking a moment to remember all the terrible sequels. Why are we doing this? I just saw this uh, BuzzFeed listicle of the 21 worst movie sequels in movie sequel history. And, it, you know, it made me think of it yesterday. Why we were talking about some sequel and... uh and I, I don't remember what the sequel was, but I do remember that we said, you know, there are good movie sequels and bad movie sequels. And we just wanted to give some attention to the bad ones. 651-641-1071. Sydney is on the line. Hi, Sydney. Sydney, what's the worst movie sequel of all time? Well, I, I'm a old movie fan, good movie fan. And I think it was The Godfather. Um, I think it was part three where they were supposed to have Winona Ryder um, as the actress, and instead it was, um, you know, he's a famous director. He put his daughter in it. Mm. And it um, was no good. Anyway, it just didn't do the whole movie. Um, yeah. Justice. Yeah. yeah. Justice. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Thank you, Sydney. Thanks, Sydney. Holly, what you you were nodding like you know the story of that. Yeah, so Sofia Coppola was cast uh-huh. as Michael Corleone's daughter in Godfather 3, daughter mm-hmm. of Francis Ford Coppola. Her performance being a notorious turkey. Uh-huh. It's a little awkward to watch. Now, upon revisiting that movie, Godfather Part 3 is not as horrible as right. its initial reception was, but still, it's, it stinks. It's not the greatest. It's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 651-641-1071. What is the worst movie sequel ever, Bradley? Is there one that stands out to you? Well, you know, um, I, I did go through this list because I was like, oh, have I? Like, because when I think of sequels, I think most sequels are worse than the first movie because right. they just are. That's not always the case, but a lot of times it is, right? And then there are some like serial movies that are just kind of all fun. Like I think of like the 80s ones like Nerds and Police Academy. Some of those are, you know, they're all just kind of silly and, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. But as I was going through this list, the one that I can totally agree on is number 10, Jaws. Um, You know, anything after Jaws. Right. Is not Jaws. Right. Like it was all just blockbuster and specifically Jaws, the revenge, which was, I think, the latest 
movie, mm-hmm. like 1987. Um, and if I remember correctly, isn't that the one where like there's like there there's like a theme park where they've like captured the great white and he's swimming around and then he destroys the underground tunnels that the people are walking through and everybody's like oh god that's jaws 3d yeah oh okay yeah yeah. Uh and when you get to that level you're just like this is literally just you all cashing a paycheck right which no no harm no foul but like you have this has nothing to do with the original story Mm -hmm. and everything to do with you know milking this this uh goat for whatever it's yeah, worth and like mocking the audience yeah. essentially because although when i was a the kid ones that i was like oh look things are blowing up i mean again if it's appealing to children it's you know maybe not the, not the best movie 651-641-1071 what is the worst movie sequel of all time what about you what do you think well you know it's funny because the one that springs to my mind that's also actually on this list um i always feel like disney and pixar they do sequels well um, for example, with all the Toy Story movies, they're all oh, sure. good. People like those, huh? But when we saw Cars two as a family, uh, and we had loved Cars one, everybody in my family loved Cars one. Uh, but at the time, my fifteen year old was a toddler, and he was obsessed with Cars. So we went to see Cars two in the theater, and mm-hmm. I was, I mean, underwhelmed. Doesn't even actually cover i was disappointed i i just i felt like it was just one big mistake and it frustrated me because again you expect something better from disney and they did not deliver on cars 2 it was terrible now they came around for cars 3 so when they brought out the third one they finally got it right but it's can we just delete the second one thanks was cars 2 the one where there was the spy car correct and then so bad. Well, weird. So bad. 651-641-1071. What's the worst movie sequel ever? The other one I will shout out is Grease 2 did not ever need to happen. No, God. Although, you know, uh, there's a special place in my heart for that one because it was just so dorky and campy and over the top Mm -hmm. but it has no i mean it is not it is a fully separate thing than the original right you cannot regard it as a sequel right leah's on the line hi leah what was the worst movie sequel of all time leah it is rocky for me rocky Rocky too yeah and my husband would completely disagree but i just i think it's ridiculous (laughs) <laughs> it's not turning your crank. I have to thank you, Leah. I Thanks, have to be Leah. honest. I've never, I've never seen any Rocky movies. Oh, really? It's worth it. Zero of them. That's what I hear. I, I yeah, I actually remember seeing those as a kid, and I remember like it's just a weird, you know, you wouldn't think like that's something I would have appreciated, but I kind of enjoyed it. And plus, there was which one was the one with Dolph Lundgren? That's that Rocky, Rocky three, four, four. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! How many Rockies are there? Lots. Yeah, so many Rockies. Well, didn't we just get another one? <laughs> yes. Well, we've gotten... So there were the five initial Rockies. Mm-hmm. Then that got rebooted into the Apollo Creed movies. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot. There's a Rocky cinematic universe. And well, there's like Rambos. And I'm here for... Okay, <laughs> but I feel like that's different. <laughs> no, they're different stories. Right. I'm just saying it's that genre of... Right. You know, like that was that was like a, a time, man, when it was just sequel right. 
on steroids. And like and everything Sylvester had Stallone. to have sequels. Gremlins had to have sequels, which Hey, hey, you know, don't hate hey, on the Gremlins hey, hey, to hey, the hey. new batch. I, I knew I was gonna I mm-hmm. knew this was gonna be <laughs> yeah. a hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. I fully appreciate and understand the trajectory that was Gremlins 2, but come on now. Hey, it's Tony Randall as a it, smart gremlin. Yes, yes. Grandpa Al Lewis. This was all just somebody's, like, money grab. No, Let's it, be clear. The story behind Gremlins 2. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here, let us read the story. Get out your pencils. <laughs> once and for all. Take notes. Professor Holly is here. Yes. Hi. So, uh, Gremlins. A gremlinsologist. Yes, thank you. My parents are so proud. (laughs) Gremlins, when it was released, was a huge hit. Warner Brothers wanted a sequel to Gremlins because they could sell all those little gizmo toys. The director, Joe Dante, was like, no, I'm not interested. Warner Brothers kept pestering him. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe finally is like, come on, we want a Gremlins. He was like, fine, I will give you your Gremlins sequel. But I will receive final cut of this film, mm. a rarity for Hollywood mm-hmm. filmmakers. That means little he g- did they know. Little did they know he took their sixty million dollars and gave Hollywood the middle finger. Literally, literally, mm-hmm. and it's a delicious treat. Please go mm-hmm. watch it on HBO Max right now. I but will still. I will say this you by can- treat. You mean? Tur- Hey. I just want to, I, I do, I will say, you can tell when uh, a movie sequel has changed hands and uh, has not been cared for in the same meticulous way that the first I, one I would say 90% was. plus. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you, so rare that you would have, like, lightning strike twice right. or whatever the analogy you want to use is, such that you would actually appreciate and honor the, you know, continuation of a story as it should be. When I was going through this list, I was surprised at some of the movies that had sequels that I didn't even know they had sequels, like Mean Girls 2. I did not know that was a thing. Because it wasn't. Because it wasn't a thing. Because it shouldn't have been a thing. And that's... Can Hollywood listen? Hollywood. Oh yeah. Hello. Oh, totally oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. After ten um, years. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that just because something was really good the first time around does not mean you need to keep doing it. And if you do, you run the risk of it being a big stinker. It's not like I love it. It's probably gonna be a stinker. But people are still gonna pay for it. Yeah, it's called money. It's called a, it's an industry. People are like, hey. Uh, I need a, I, I need to keep uh, my kid in diapers. Let's do uh, Titanic Two. Porky's movies were quite hilarious let's, to me. Let's do a Porky's Titanic crossover. There you go. <laughs> I mean, true. There, you know, there should be is like a Porky's Revenge of the Nerds. Um, mm. stripes, stripes, police yeah. academy, police yeah. academy crossover yeah. with like a little it. dusting of mannequin. Yeah, mm. somebody needs no. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Michael Myers uh, needs to do that parody film. You don't mean the uh, the murderer no, Michael Myers. You mean the comedian yeah. slash Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. 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 Throw Halloween. In why there not? Too. Why not? Listen, we're I'm already just, throwing a lot of things in the soup. I'm just saying, you know, he did such a wonderful job parody parodying uh, all of the sort of Bondy type movies. Yeah. Like now he needs to just do like the '80s booby movies. That's a good idea. Give him a call, Brad. I'm sure he'll listen. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we hope you'll continue to listen while we give you the latest on Wendy Williams on My Talk 107.1. 
It's not the official news that the Wendy Williams show will be canceled as of June and mm. in its place. Kind of. There will be a new show, Sherry with Sherry Shepard. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. We read through st- statements from all sorts of people, and apparently there might be a little bit of a discrepancy. Oh, yeah. It's real juicy. So, um, Wendy's Instagram. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. Sit down. So. Wendy's Instagram, which is like new, it's not our old, because remember, like, there was a thing and the thing, it's a long mm-hmm. story. So anyway, the official Wendy Williams Instagram is like, hey, um, I know that her publicist said something yesterday about her uh, leaving her show, but not so fast. The publicist, excuse me, I get very emotional when I'm talking about Wendy. It's, I know, I know. It's, it's actually, a, it's been a weird year. Just my, um, my carbonated water beverage. Um, so uh, her publicist is like, um, this is interesting. I need to look, I need to see Wendy, please. So let me break this all down for you. Yesterday, we got a statement from, uh, Howard, oh, what's his name? Bragman. Howard Bragman released a statement on Wendy's behalf, um, basically saying, you know, like she gets it. She understands you know, she uh, in, in terms of why the the production company decided to, you know, pull the plug on her show mm-hmm. and give Sherry a show. And, you know, but there was also this like mutual thing at the end of both of their statements. That is the production company and Wendy Williams statement through this Howard Bragman saying like, and if Wendy gets better and when she's able to do so, you know, she can start hosting again. Yeah. Kind of leaving a door open. Yeah, It was yeah. totally. And both sides seem to be on the same page. Well. Again, this Instagram account for Wendy pops up and they say the following. Mr. Bragman, although I appreciate your concerns and respect you immensely, I have not authorized you to make any statements on my behalf regarding my current status with Debmar Mercury. Again, thanks for continuing for your continuing concern and support. That's interesting. Yeah, that's real interesting. Also, truly written from the point of view of Wendy Williams. So it sounds very much like she typed this up with her own thumbs. I mean, that's or somebody wants you to think right, that. Right, exactly. Uh, and I will say that her account now like shows the... Uh, or Excuse me, no, that's the wrong account. That's the... The other account. What is the new Wendy account? I think it's Wendy Williams official or something. It starts with Wendy Williams. Yeah. Yeah. What's weird is when you type in Wendy Williams, Mm. you're only getting the Wendy Williams. The real Wendy Williams online. That's what it is. Sorry. The real Wendy. Okay. So it's in her stories. Yeah. It's a story because there's just those. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Two posts. I just wanted to see if there was anything new. Mm-mm. So that was from yesterday. So basically what you have is Wendy's official Instagram account saying, hey, also in her stories, not to like people. Right. Because Howard, uh, her publicist, released this statement to People magazine. She allegedly wrote this statement on. But I, I, I got to tell you, I have some concerns because when people caught up with Howard Bragman for his response to this, like, hey, her Instagram account is calling you out and yeah. saying you are not authorized to do that. What say you? He says, I'm honestly not convinced of the source of that social media post. So when my old friend Wendy FaceTimes me personally and we have a chance alone to discuss recent events together, we can figure out the best path forward. Okay. 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 So here's the thing. That entire social media um, account showed up basically in response to the Wells Fargo, or at least that's what it seems like. Well, we had been talking about this story. What you're alluding to for the listener is we'd been talking about this uh, action by Wells Fargo to get a guardian or someone to make sure Wendy Williams is in a place where she can make financial decisions because they didn't seem convinced that she, they thought there was some malfeasance going on, that people might be trying to take advantage of her. Right. And so they called for this action and her people have put up a strong response, but in in one of the things they did was create this, the real Wendy Williams online, which also I will say has a blue check. So somebody at Instagram was like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, somebody did. But I don't allegedly did. Some but it's just got that. two posts. One of them is her walking on a beach at a time we're not sure of mm-hmm. talking about some stuff. It's not real convincing. Mm-hmm. And then a picture of her with her dad. Also not real convincing. Right. So I'm just saying it seems kind of sketchy. Well, yeah. and her publicist is like, you know, fat chance grandpa i need to see like wendy's face before i'm gonna do anything different which i think is super telling because what's hold what's hanging in the balance is a whole ton of money yeah uh the job is gone yeah it's the money that is the question mark yeah going forward certainly we are paying attention Mm -hmm. when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them d bad we'll tell you who they are after this on my talk 1071 breaking up with that raving badly we love to tell you about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer and we like to call them uh, a little name that name is the bags mm-hmm. presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day who is your d bag the u.s sun Bing bong. Oh, the tabloid. Okay, yeah. what's going on? Okay, so oh, this is I can't. <sighs> oh God, sounds you got some issues. They have issues. Oh, okay. Headline: Pregnancy cravings. 
Kourtney Kardashian indulges in a huge plate of fries as fans are convinced she's pregnant with Travis Barker's baby. Oh, yeah. Whenever a woman eats fries, she's definitely pregnant. Okay. So here's what happened. Uh. Apparently, uh, uh, Chloe, no, Kourtney, one of the Kardashians, Kourtney Kardashian, was out to eat and she was eating French fries. And somebody she was with was eating another type of French fries. Ugly ones, by the way. The thick kind. Well, that's those are steak fries, and those are not fries. Those yeah. are just, and those are really an atrocity. I don't disagree with you. In fact, actually, I would like to take this poll that she put up because that's what she did. She went to use her Instagram to to make a poll for people. Do you like the thin fries or the thick fries? And uh, and somehow from her fry eating, we are obviously to deduce because she's usually, you know, push a very healthy eater. But you know what? You know who eats French fries? Pregnant ladies. Pregnant ladies. Yeah, it's the only time so you can let yourself. Pregnancy cravings. Yeah. And it's the only time you can really let yourself really, you know, eat whatever you want because it's not for you. It's for the baby. This is disgusting and stupid. She might be pregnant, but even if she is or is not, who cares? She can eat whatever she wants. Yeah, I just have more issues with the fact that she's with somebody who would order thick fries. Yeah, to me, that what is the, the bigger that's just issue. Disgusting. Yeah. Steak fries are vile. Now, can I read you some of the words to the stupid article, too? Sure. The Poosh founder shared a photo of two plates of fries, one chunky, one thin, on her Instagram stories. Clearly unable to choose, she asks fans to vote on which type of fry they prefer. Like she just like she's ordered sit the there fries waiting, and waited. Going, oh, yeah, hurry up, you guys! I'm gonna eat. I one don't of know. These. I don't know which one to eat. I need to do some engagement. So tell me oh what kind God. of fries. Okay. okay. Nobody okay. likes thaw cut fries. Thaw cut fries. Uh, yeah, they're the second worst fry. What's the worst? Jojo, Jojo yeah. fries are the yeah, worst. To me, those Joe. are like the worst. Those are like siblings to steak fries. Jojos are just. Fat steak fries. Mm-hmm. And they're not. No. No, thank you. You can keep them. Yeah, I don't want all that potato. No. I, I will just If I wanted all that potato, potato, I'd eat a potato. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Go one potato, two. Yeah. Even sidewinders are questionable. It is a tragedy that that does not exist any longer. I know. Rest in peace. I'm sure it's still around. No, I think we looked it up. It's dead. I don't I wouldn't. Don't count it out. Well, one potato. <laughs> there is. There are still potato <laughs> restaurants. Uh, but that was one potato too was decidedly eighties back when, uh, you know, people were eating the potato as a diet food. Potato corner. Oh, great! One potato two. Great steak and potato permanently closed. Womp, womp. Who's your d bag, Bradley? Uh, my d bag is uh, this weird ass people story. So wow, People Magazine. All right. Now, I'm going to take you on a journey. Trust me, it's worth it. You're going to have lots of questions, and I'm sorry. Okay. Man has legs and fingers amputated after eating leftover noodles and suffering organ failure. What? Yeah, so I saw this headline yesterday in People. Man has legs and fingers amputated after eating leftover noodles and suffering organ failure. That would indicate to you, perhaps, I'm about to read a story that includes a gentleman who lost his legs and fingers 
after eating noodles? Right. And also, by the way, throw in some organ failure. What is going on here? I need to understand all these words. So also, until I read this entire article, those leftover noodles in my refrigerator yeah. will remain untouched. Well, and the the image in this particular article is just like some lo mein noodles. And it says this unusual case was first reported in the New, Eng- New England Journal of Medicine in March of last year. Okay. What? So then it goes on to tell you the story. And I know you're like, you're doing the thing. You're like, I'm going to read the story. Okay. So a young man in New England underwent multiple amputations after eating a leftover lo mein noodle meal oh that left him suffering from multiple organ failures. So you think, oh God, I love leftover lo mein. It's better the second day. Right. Well, according to this man's documented account, it went viral after uh, it was illustrated in a fictional portrayal on YouTube. Okay, what? I don't know. Back to the actual story. According to findings, the man was fine until about 20 hours after eating a rice, chicken, and lo mein meal uh, that was left over from a restaurant. After that period... He developed abdominal pain, nausea, and started... He also experienced chest pain, shortness of breath, blurry vision. It goes on to just tell you all of the horrible things that happened, and it is horrible. He vomited a lot. He was weak. He had headaches, stiffness, shortness of breath, chest pain. Oh, my gosh. Myalgia, blurry vision. Like, he was literally on death's door. He also had, like, purplish discoloration on the skin. Oh, my gosh. Had to be taken in. They ended up having to remove his legs below the knees and different parts of his fingers. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And you're reading and you're reading and you're like, I don't understand what is in the noodles that made him lose all of these things. And? According to Newsweek, the hospitalized man had only received one of three doses of meningococcal conjugate vaccine without a booster and also had one dose of the serogroup B meningococcal vaccine out of the two of the three doses recommended by the Centers for Disease Control. I thought we were talking about noodles. That's the end of the story. What? How did he get the meningococcal from the So did, are noodles? you telling me the vaccine gave him the problem or it was the noodles that gave him the problem? Or did the noodles have the stuff oh, in it by and then the he way, got the thing? People magazine tries to save the day at the end and says, oh, by the way, WebMD says you should immediately refrigerate your food. Okay. I don't know what happened. What? What we, happened? Where are we? Right. Also, what? Where's this the- is a year old story that you dug out of some journal because some yahoo put it on YouTube and you didn't tell me why he like. So now I have to be frightened of noodles and there's and a meningococcal so vaccine, which I don't even know what that is. Is that meningitis? Sure. Did he get meningitis from the noodles? Again, we according don't know. to Newsweek, which, by the way, where did you bring up Newsweek? Uh, the hospitalized man had only received one of three doses of meningococcal conjugate vaccine without a booster and had also had one dose of the serogroup B meningococcal vaccine out of two or three doses. Rec- what a- Noodles, why? (laughs) Why? And then, uh, make sure you refrigerate your noodles because you'll get food poisoning. Did he have food poisoning? Because also, food poisoning, I've had it. Didn't know you could lose your legs. I know, now... But what does the vaccines have to do with anything? I went back and read this story twice, probably three times, because I honestly had no idea 
what they were trying to tell me other than to scare the bejeebers out of me. And to that end, uh, I just read to you another headline from this very magazine uh, during the break. And did you remember what I said to you? Uh, no, I'm not going to be able again. to find it. That there was a story oh, yes, I about now. a lady mm-hmm. who 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 went a to a, cem- a cemetery and a headstone fell on her and killed her. I mean, I mean, People Magazine is just trying to keep me from leaving the house. Listen, they're they are the new, uh, you know, it's under your sink and it could kill you. Oh, honestly, something's it, out to get you at all yeah, times. Yeah, hundred percent. And I was trying to find that one story I didn't. But oh yeah, mother of five dies after a large headstone falls on her at a cemetery. Thanks, people. Oh God! Listen, People Magazine has gone through. We've talked about the journey of People Magazine, but do you remember when People Magazine was more human interest and like baby in a well stories? Yeah. Than it was celebrity stories, and then it became very celebrity forward. And I feel like we might be experiencing the pendulum swinging over again to well, I noodles, will say kill, killer noodles. I, and I still don't understand the killer cemetery noodles. headstone murderers. Yeah, I will say that if you are uh, spend any time on people, they always throw in a story of like human interest still, where mm-hmm. they'll be like, you know, again, a lady goes to graves gravesite. Killed by a headstone. Oh my god! So now I got to worry about that when I go see Thanks. my grandma. Thanks a lot, yep. people. Man, there is a there is a uh, big streak of fearful true crime mm-hmm. over at People dot com. It's quite the variety. Yeah, like, there. You lady want... was driving down the street. Tree fell on her, killed her dead by. If you want, to also make go sure you living. refrigerate your leftovers, or you're gonna lose your feet. Uh huh. All right. I eat. By the way, I eat. I eat things at the wrong temperature. I know this about you. I've been concerned about some of your food handling. I'm here to tell times. you it's very, I mean, they really make a big deal about that. I understand it's necessary, but, you know, just cook it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Take a whiff. Oh, just, you know, you do you. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm I'm just saying I sometimes leave things out and I figure as long as I cook it to the right temperature, we're good. We better watch for those noodles. I ain't just doing kill, I am not eating noodles. lo mein noodles ever again Mm-mm. because apparently they can kill me. Apparently. Thank you. He's alive. He way, just is he Yeah, he's he alive. has no legs I'm or sorry. fingers. I just you know, I just wanted oh, also, to double check. They did throw in and I did not read the whole story, but he had a friend and his friend vomited once and had no other problems so then i was like was it the vaccines that did it and we don't need that conversation in the world we live in right now thank you very much because people are already acting like fools when it comes to vaccines so maybe that's why they probably throw, shut me up now through all that information in there before i see something uncomfortable actually hey, um. when we come back on the colleen and bradley show you got anything else in there nope. you sure mm-hmm I want to talk about Aaron Spelling. We're going to. Uh, We're going to be uh, talking about his gigantic mansion. Spell that after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And um, we here on the Colleen and Bradley Show uh, like to engage in quarantine lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Sprawling living rooms, dream kitchens, 
perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars and books they'll never ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh my God. Okay, Aaron Spelling's record-breaking former mansion, because he's not with us anymore, Mm -hmm. is for sale for $165 million. And uh, frankly, when I saw this story and read uh, the story and looked through the pictures and looked through the listing... I felt like I just needed to bring this to you guys because I want us to walk through his former mansion, which is now for sale. And also, I literally cannot understand how this is considered a home. Oh, it's like a luxury resort. It is a resort, frankly. It's not a house. It's I don't understand who would buy this house. And I want to tell you a little bit about this for the listener who doesn't understand what we're dealing with here. So... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. According to the L.A. Times, uh, which reported this story, it's about, f- it's, it sits this, this thing, the state's... <laughs> Large structure. City, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Sits on a just under five acres. It has 123 rooms. Okay. Now, this was sold. I should just go back to, like, uh, it's not owned by Candy Spelling now. Candy Spelling, mother of Tori Spelling, mm-hmm. wife of... Erin uh, Spelling. Uh, Spelling B. Mm-hmm. Um sold this house i think in 2000 and something 2019 wow oh really that recent no, i oh. think it was actually earlier than that but uh no she sold the home in 2011 but a private equity like uh, like a city owns this thing uh, hold on it's a limited liability company um, which just means like people with lots of money pooled their resources and bought this property because they thought they could make, been living in there. They they thought they could make money off of it, right. and it was you know she sold it for about a hundred and something. Now it's on sale for one sixty five again, a hundred hundred sixty five million dollars, yeah. million, yeah. million, uh, one hundred twenty three rooms. Oh my gosh. 125 rooms. It was originally built in 1991. And you may be saying, like, how many of those rooms are bedrooms? How many of those rooms are bedrooms, Bradley? 14 bedrooms. Now, and, okay, this is always the fun part. Now, the fun part is how many bathrooms. Right. So we know because it is a mention that there are more bathrooms than bedrooms. Correct. Now, how you know it's a real mansion is if there's more than twice as many bathrooms as there are bedrooms. So I'm going to say that there are 28 bedroom bathrooms. Uh, that's uh, you. You almost got there, but oh, okay. you overbid. Uh, okay. 27 bathrooms. $1, Bob. Oh, 27. Yeah. So I only overbid yeah. by one pot. No, yeah, I mean, but you didn't. That's over the edge. Does the pool count? Does the pool count? No, you cannot pee in the pool. Well, you can if you want. I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. Fif- I'm going to tell you no. Wouldn't be the first. 56,000 <laughs> square feet. 
And it's called, by the way, it's in Holmby Hills. And Holly, Mm -hmm. uh, as our resident uh, L.A. real estate expert, where's Holmby Hills? Holmby Hills is near Bel Air. It's the neighborhood where the old Playboy Mansion is located. So basically... You're not going. Yeah. Well, and and I will mm-hmm. say it's adjacent. Is there admission price to get into the neighborhood? I'm sure. Yeah. And you don't have enough. <laughs> the manor, which it's called, offers complete privacy bordering the L.A. Country Club. So, you know, oh, yeah. this thing doesn't you basically don't have neighbors. And as I was reading through it again, 56,000 square feet, it has every imaginable or every amenity Imaginable. Let me read for you the following words. Again, this is a home listing. Mm -hmm. A home. Quote, from bowling alleys to beauty salons, rolling lawns to rose gardens, a legendary library to professional screening room, the options are vast and endless. It has all of these things in this home. Mm -mm. There is a bowling alley. A straight up bowling alley. I mean, like, it... I, I don't under who bought can you what are you doing in this house other than you, going insane because you can't remember where you are. Can you read my mind right now? What am I thinking? You know me. Well, yeah, it's a lot of work. And that you is don't want to clean it. You would have to pay you. the you would have to pray, pay pay the price of the house for a staff in order to keep that up. There's also a doll room. Where Candy Spelling once uh, housed a thousand dolls. Yeah, she's a real doll lover. Do you know why she had a thousand dolls? Because she could. Because she lived there by herself, and she was like, a, she needed friends. <laughs> because she was slowly cultivating her dark minion of the night army. <laughs> no, this room, by the way, was built specifically for her thousand doll collection. Mm-hmm. When Tori was young, oh, gosh. I bought her dolls. But Tori didn't like the dolls. She thought they were staring at her. Yeah. So I got them their own room. Okay. Oh, my God. Like, this entire Mm. thing. When you scroll through, I will say it is so impeccably furnished and decorated. Like, you will want to live here. You do not want to live here. You want to Mm-mm. live here. Mm-mm. You do not want to live here. Like, if camera I had... One, camera two. <laughs> camera one, camera two. Camera one, camera two. Uh, you know, I think to myself, sure, if I was disgustingly wealthy and I had $165 million and I wanted a 40-foot high foyer that was designed after Gone to the Winds O'Hara Plantation, which is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. It was just in a book and they recreated it because that's how much money they had. You think, okay, I want the absurd, but like, how do you ever utilize any of that space? Like, okay, give it all to me. Give me the cleaners. Give me the staff. Give me the people running things, the technicians to keep the toilets flushing, all that stuff. You know, um, we'll have hero home services out. We'll, we need a hero. We need a hero. Like, we'll have all the, the, the people to keep the thing running and money's no object, right? Like, let's just assume that's the case. You just can't, you can't see that happening, even with all the resources, because wouldn't you just feel so alone? So do you start to realize why Tori Spelling has such a difficult time with her relationship? Yes. She probably lived in that house for the majority of her teen years and, and saw never no saw anybody. <laughs> yes. Like she was in a room in the corner being like, hello, hello. Yeah. 
literally her, dad, dad. Her, her mom was like you know um i spent four years 24 7 planning this house but now i need something smaller this was back when she sold it originally mm-hmm. i'm just gonna have to give some things up but it's time for a change again it was just her and tori in that house in that house she goes on to say, you know, it's like a mid-sized hotel. It's a lot of work. I have wonderful memories there, but I, I feel like it's a new chapter in my life. It's just me in this big house. I need something different. Also, you know, when they had the whole family living there, there were only four members of the Spelling family. There's Tori and her brother and then their parents. Yeah. So even, it's not even like the Duggars four lived there. Four people in 50,000 yeah. square feet. You imagine what the average home is, what, like 1,500, 2,000 okay. square feet maybe? Sure. Let's see. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, I honestly think I would, I, I, I would have severe, I mean, depression and or isolation disease or whatever that's called. Like, I just, I think I, it, it would just suck the life out of me. I think it would be frightening too. I mean, that honestly, said, if you gave it to me, I would take it. But think about this. I, would I run think the about experiment. this kind of stuff too. I think about what it would feel like to be alone in that house. Oh, You're never alone. I'd there's always like, people there's there. There's always people living in the walls. Right. I would have no idea. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure Tori Spelling has a few stories to tell about those dolls. Exactly. Oh, God. Okay, now when I'm freaked out. we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we're talking Sundays. It's Sunday chat. Uh, ice cream Sundays. Ice cream Sundays. Not the day of the week. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071.